Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing, awesome guest today, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started and a self-care tip to keep your week going. So my marketing tip of the day this week is all about all press is good press. I have been in PR um, and the new modern day, I would call myself more of like a modern day PR specialist um, because I don't really work off of press releases. I really generate leads and get connected to press opportunities through social media. Um, That's really what I specialize in. And um, I just wanted to come on and say that any opportunity that comes across your messages through DMs or through emails, always be open to them because all press is good press. You never know where it could lead you to. Opening one message and responding and being in one place that you might not think has a lot of audience can really generate you a new client, a new relationship, um, any of the above. So just be open. And my favorite words of wisdom for the day is all press is good press. Now let's talk about self-care tips. Um, my self-care tip of the day, I actually would love to hear from you guys. I'm really struggling with finding a chapstick that keeps my lips moist. Um, I have been really struggling with that. I've tried Burt's Bees for a long time. Um, I'm definitely looking for some hacks. So if anybody has some hacks they want to share, please, um, follow me on Instagram at Jackie Zucker next on scene and share with me your hacks or things you love to use. I keep hearing Aquaphor from my older sister, Amy, probably should try that. Um, Vaseline, all the things my mom suggested that, but I'm all about trying new things. So feel free to send me a message. I need a self-care hack for that. Um, now I'm really, really excited to bring on my amazing guest, Kim Douglas. She is one amazing real estate agent and podcaster. She is a mom. She is doing so many different things. She comes from a background in radio um, and even was a DJ in her past life, which is so cool. So I'm really excited for you all to meet with her and connect with her. And I can't wait for you to learn all the amazing tips and tricks when it comes to the real estate market for 2022. We talk about virtual tours and the benefit of how things are shifting through COVID and so much more. So stay tuned for the amazing Kim Douglas. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Coming next on scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Kim Douglas. She is one rock star podcaster and realtor. Hi, Kim. How are you today? It's so nice to see you, Jackie. I'm doing great. So nice to see you too. I had so much fun on your show not too long ago. It's so cool to like reverse roles now, right? Like so fun. I, I, I love it. <laughs> so fun. So tell me more about like how you fell into real estate after radio for so many years. So first of all, you yeah. were in radio. Everyone who's listening, like Kim was in radio first, which is pretty cool. So tough. Yeah. So 20 years of radio and a little bit of television as well. And so let's just say it was, uh, what, two, 2007, 2008, the market started to change a little bit where, where radio is concerned. And there was a little less focus on talent, which is what I was, right? I did what is the considered to be one of the most high profile, now be on morning show, right? morning show ensemble cast of people talking about their lives, talking about, um, you know, celebrities, the news, all that kind of stuff. And when things started to pop up, like 
satellite radio, Sirius, things like that, um, Spotify. It changed the landscape for radio and it became a little less popular. I think it's always going to be around, but it started to be, they wouldn't want to spend as much money. Let's just put it that way. It is what it is, right? Yeah. So now everybody who's on the air is like wearing multiple hats and that kind of thing. And so the most expensive thing is that morning show, right? With all those different people on it. And I had had this happen to me a couple of times in the industry, but, you know, they flip the format, everybody gets let go, but I managed to stay in the industry in Philadelphia for about 20 years. The last time that happened to me in 2007, um, a friend of mine was taking a real estate class and I was still popping up doing like some small gigs here and there part-time. And I said, well, you know, I have some free time. I could take the real estate class with you. And little did I know it would be my second career. And now I'm like 14 years into real estate. Amazing. Did you only start real estate in mass or do you no, start in I Philadelphia? Didn't. So yes, when I was in Pennsylvania, that's where I did, you know, my, uh, my radio gigs. I started in real estate there as well, spent about five years doing it there, ramping up. And you could say it really does take that amount of time, just like any small business, right? Because you are working for yourself to ramp up and to actually, you know, start to be successful. And I was just starting to see that when I also fell in love with somebody who lived in Boston. And so, whoops, I got my real estate license here proactively and then ended up moving here. Which, you know, again, was something I never would have seen myself doing, probably never leaving the Philadelphia area. It was just like where I grew up. I always thought I'd be there, but you can't, uh, you can't stop the heart. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's so funny how things work out when you least expect them, like in the terms of the direction where you end up in your life, right? Like so funny. Yeah. And it was, there was a big learning curve too, because the way that real estate is done in Pennsylvania is a lot different than the way it's done here in Massachusetts. And, um, you know, I thought I knew Boston, right? Because I was visiting here for three years, you know, before I moved here and I was like, oh yeah, the North End, all this. I thought I knew it. (laughs) When I got here, I discovered there was so much more to learn in terms, yeah, in terms of the city, in terms of, um, you know, just the way the real estate market is here. And it is fantastic. I think that... Well, you um, ended up staying here. So clearly it was worth staying here, right? <laughs> like, so funny. How yeah. Can... And now and you're yeah, bringing back is... your radio life, which I love too. Because can you talk more yeah. about your new show? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, so I have a podcast as well. It's called Bold Like Her. And uh, clearly I focus on women <laughs> who are, you know, just crushing it in the Boston area, people like yourself. And that's how you ended up as one of my guests as well. Love it. Kim has great guests. Excited. I'm just putting it out there to anybody who hasn't checked out her show. <laughs> just <laughs> well, wanted to paint that. Thank you. Thanks. Now, as you can imagine, like that piece of me was missing for a really long time. I really did love my broadcasting career. And now my daughter was always telling me that I should do a podcast. So from like five, some years ago, you know, she started getting into them and I thought it was intriguing, but I just didn't know what I would talk about. Right. And I have to be honest, I did not want to just do a podcast about real estate. (laughs) And so I think about a year and a half ago or something, beginning of 2020, um, a friend of mine had me on his podcast, which was real estate based. And when I sat, he had a little studio. I sat there and put the headphones on 
And I was like, oh yeah. Got in front of a microphone and I was like, this is uh <laughs> this is like your I element. This. It's your element. It's what you've been doing for yeah. so long. Jackie, can I just tell you that it has brought me so much joy. It really has because I have that balance now and I love real estate, but I think I actually love real estate more now that I have this outlet. So I get to do the creative side of me, right? With the, you know, I do every piece of my podcast from the, you know, from the Instagram to like the recording and the editing and all of that stuff. And I really enjoy it, putting the pieces together and everything and editing it and then putting it out every week. Not only do I get to meet a lot of amazing women who are doing incredible things around Boston, you know, but they get so excited to tell their story. And it's like nothing for me to be able to do it. You know what it's like. But and so this is when you, when you and I met, I said this and I love this about you. It's almost like you're giving a platform to connect with more people in the, lo- in the local area, but also yeah. now they know that you're a realtor too. So you're thought about beyond the interview, <laughs> which I think is so brilliant though, because I think it's yeah. a great way to network and get to know people. And I feel like interviews are such intimate conversations with people. And I think they really appreciate that. You know, you know, you're really right about that, Jackie, and that I didn't even see that piece when I first started doing it. I just saw that this was something I really wanted to do. And as it grew over time, I kind of started to do the focus on just women because it didn't start like that. In fact, my first guest was a guy. And then, you know, nothing wrong with that or anything. It's just that, you know, this is the focus that it started to take on over time. I also had a, um, a co-host in the beginning and she, you know, found that it just wasn't as it passion project for her as it was me. And so that kind of felt like, Ooh, like after she left, you know, but I kept going. <laughs> and, and look what it going. is now you rebranded. It's all beautiful yes. and it's so exciting. You. So it's awesome. Yeah. And you're right. I have had kind of like that, um, little byproduct, which is the ability to meet with people. And then sure. Once they've met me and we've talked, they also know that I'm in real estate. So Yeah. It's a nice way to network that way for sure. I love it. I love it. I think that's also a different take being that I, I know a lot of realtors in general and none of them are doing what you're doing. See, everybody has their differentiating factors of how to connect with people, you know? And I think that that's amazing about you. I love it. I think it's awesome. I just wanted to give you, just wanted to give you a pat on the back for that kid. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't think many realtors would, you know, probably, you know, it's do not it comfortable. Was... It's time consuming. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of things. You guys are, have busy lives. You're working 24 <laughs> seven, you know, like we're really. to keep our social media up and all that <laughs> stuff. It's so true. So, I mean, that's what I think is awesome. So I just wanted to put that out there as one of your awesome differentiating factors. I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So now let's go back to real estate. So sure. Um, let's talk more about the virtual tour impact since COVID. Um, yeah. I think that that's a great place to talk about because I think a lot of people are still skeptical to go to open houses and things like that. Yeah, you're so right, especially because we just don't know day to day like where COVID is, right? Exactly. I think there was like a, just a tiny hiccup when like things started to hit and the real estate um, industry was able to kind of like come together and realize like what what can we do to keep things going? Because at the same time that you have like people trying to like, you know, cover up, stay away, social distance and all this stuff, they also were going through this frenzy of like, oh my gosh, I can like work from home. I don't need to be in the city to be near work or I can maybe buy a place that's a little further out and work there because I can work from home. So there's like this big shift in what people are looking for in terms of real estate. And at the same time, you have this 
you know, how are we going to have open houses and stuff? I had a number of clients last year go from the city to the suburbs. And I can remember taking a video one day that I was saying, you know, like, oh, how's how's the market in, in the suburbs? And I was taking this video of the line from this house out the driveway of people. So what we had to do was just take our time go rather than the you know the typical like just like all these people in the house moving around they would literally like like a bouncer at a front door of a nightclub right <laughs> letting people in little by little now the other thing is the virtual tour i've been asked to do this for people i work with a lot of relocation clients who are coming from california ohio all these other different places and i will literally either go in myself do kind of like a facetime or a zoom like this or um, there will be a virtual tour that the the, uh, the listing agent put together. And I like to do that too, a Matterport tour or something, which is really They're awesome. so cool. They're so yes. cool. Yeah, I have to just put that It's literally a 3D so cool. and allows you yeah. to like walk through the place and touch. Like I'm going to go around this corner. So I'm going to touch the screen. It's going to take me around the corner. They're amazing. I try to use that for all of my listings because it gives you just the best view. And it really is important. I mean, people are writing offers without even seeing places in person, which is insane, right? Like when you think about like in retrospect, crazy, like from what old times to COVID really has transformed the real (laughs) estate world for sure. Forget the mortgage, forget the I don't need to see it, you know, whatever. That's another thing I wanted to talk about though. So you said people are kind of weaving and not, not really prioritizing those either, right? That's what you were saying. Yeah, exactly. So they would, you know, waiving inspections has never been something that I'm a big fan of. Um, I get it that people need to do this. You know, I hope we don't see a bunch of back, backlash over the next couple of years right. for people who didn't do inspections. But, you know, they were doing it because they knew they wouldn't win. And if you've put one, two, three offers in and you keep losing, then you're going to just throw everything at the wall. If it's waiving the mortgage contingency or waiving that home inspection, People were doing it because they were just frustrated and not winning. So true. Yeah. It's it's starting to be a little less like that. So last year I saw a lot of it. So now we're still low inventory, but it's starting to come back. And I am seeing things on the market that have been sitting there for a little while. And some of my clients are, are going for those, right? So, oh, this is Smart. around the market 56 well, days. Because it's a better negotiation process. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's a good place to go. Sometimes, you know, look at something that might've been out of your range financially, but, but maybe now they know that they're going to have to take something a little under asking. So it's a nice position to be in as a buyer too, so that you're not in that, that crazy multiple offer over asking scenario. So true. Great points. And then also to yeah. another common topic, especially now with more people working from home, is people are looking for more space, right? Like I'm a prime example. Like my office now is in my home. Yes. So like, can you elaborate more on like where people are going um, sure. in terms of like where in the suburbs, common places your clients end up in? Yeah, absolutely. That um, work from home piece is so important now. It It's not uncommon at all to see whenever you see the pictures of a property now, is they see the desk set up and the Peloton next to it, right? That's hilarious. That's so true though. That's a good point. It really is. It's like, you know, is there maybe not another room, but a place somewhere in that, you know, in that condo or whatever it happens to be where you can set up a little space that you can kind of feel like you're not in your bedroom or not, you know, in that same space that you're going to then eat in later or something, something you can really designate as the work from home and then work out from home space too. We know how, totally. um, 
you know, the gyms got hit a lot and people aren't going to that as much and they, you know, are really uh, staying home to do their workouts now. So that's really important just as um, outdoor spaces, right? right? So the, the things now that want to get ticked off are a little bit more space, right? So even if it's like a one plus, I'm thinking about the city right now, that gives you that opportunity to, you know, put the desk in the, in the bike there or something like Hilarious. that. And then maybe some space to get outside, you know, you want to be able to like, to get outside. That's become so important. Now I think almost more important than like off street parking in a lot of places. It's a, it's a good point. People's priorities yeah. are just so changed now. It's so true. Yeah. And you were asking too, a little bit about like, where are people going? So, yes. you know, not only have a lot of people moved out to the suburbs for more space, for more affordability. And that's even questionable, like I just said, <laughs> but also to the neighboring states, Maine, Rhode Island, New Hampshire are all seeing, you know, people are maybe deciding to then rent their place in the city, but buy something that's out in the suburbs or maybe in a neighboring state. Love that. That's probably yeah. really fun to do. It probably breaks up just being in the city, yes. right? Like it does. Yeah. It does. Yes. It's really it's interesting and starts to get you into like a different arena, you know. You yeah. have to look at septic systems and things like that. Like right. it's not something you would ever see in the city, right? So true. So true. So what yeah. are like some common questions you're getting asked now that like that are coming up with clients? Yeah. So if if you're a seller, you know, they're like, you know, do I hold on to it now? Do I sell? I will I will say from my own experience, I still owned a place in Pennsylvania up until last year hmm. when I took my own advice <laughs> and cashed out. Smart. So I had yeah, I was renting it out. I was renting it out for you know the past how, how long have I been here? Seven years. Yeah, I've been renting it out. And I was like, one of my friends, a realtor in Pennsylvania, she had sold a condo that was near mine. And I said, you know what? Wow. I don't think I'm ever going to get the same or more for this place. I'm just going to sell it, you know? So that, you know, that's a big question. People who may own investment properties, right? And we saw a hit to the rental market over the last year. So it's getting a little bit better now, but that got hit, which I thought was a nice little shift because these People that own landlords that own places in the city that just turn them over every September or something, right? Now they have to go in and maybe tweak it, clean it up, (laughs) you know, so things like that. So the question from owners that I hear a lot is, is the time, is this the time to sell? And the other big question is, if I sell, where do I go? Right? Because there's so much limited uh, inventory if they sell their place, they want to go to the burbs or something like, how are they going to do that? And my thought is always get the place sold, get it on the market, you know, get it sold. We can figure out even if it's temporary housing or something until you find the one. Right. Smart. Yeah. I like yeah. that thought process. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think especially right now it's like, because the market is so ever changing still, even with COVID, like people do want to hold on because the value is going up so much in so many yeah. areas, right? And like, then the question is like, is it going to continue to do that? Right. We always wish we knew that answer, right? It's so true. Like I yeah. I live in Everett and since the casino, like it's an ever changing market. Like there's so much sure. more developments here now. It's like so crazy. Yeah. But, like places evolve over time. I just wanted to bring that up, but. Yeah, it's definitely true. And and for our buyers, I would just say too, like 
they get frustrated, right? That, you know, like we talked about having to put in offer after offer and not win. Do not give up. The right thing will happen, (laughs) but be prepared, be prepared. Know that it is going to be multiple offers and that you are, you know, most likely going to lose a couple times before you win. Right. You know, I think people always throw in the towel pretty quickly because they're just like, I just love this place. Like, why can't I have it? Like the right thing always turns up. That's exactly what I say. I always say, don't worry. That's not the one. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like people needed that reinforcement for sure. They do. They're good. Don't think that your agent is pushing you either. Like if they're saying to you, you're going to have to make a decision quickly. It's because it's true. (laughs) Right. Well, because yeah. like you're saying, multiple offers are just coming in at the same time, if not at the same price or higher, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So how can people reach out before we play game time and share like fun facts? How can people reach okay. out and touch with you and follow you on social media? Sure. So Kim Sells Boston is my Instagram. That's a great place to uh, to follow me and to see. Um, I try to put lifestyle type things up there. Great things about organizing and DIY stuff. You definitely do. I love your stories too. I have yeah. to put that out there. <laughs> I love to do that because um, it's. I don't want it to just be like, look what I sold. You know what totally. I mean? I want it to be a fun place to come where people, even like some funny things about real estate life. You know what I mean? So that's that's a really great way to reach me. And also um, kimsellsboston.com. That's my website. And you'll find love information it. there. And Testimonials like her. Where can you listen to the podcast? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, exactly. So um, my podcast again is Bold Like Her, which also has an Instagram, Bold Like Her Podcast. And it's on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and all those great places where we listen to your podcasts. Fabulous. Definitely check it out. She's interviewing some awesome ladies, or especially around the Boston area. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. That was really awesome. <laughs> Say that again. Okay. So let's talk about fun facts about Kim and um, we'll play some game time. Okay. All right. So you have a high brown belt in karate, right? We, you and I talked about this before recording. That is hilarious. Yes. So how did this yeah. karate hobby come up? Please share. Okay, great. So uh, I have a daughter and when she was young, you know, I introduced her to everything, you know, ice skating, cheerleading, karate, all of it. And just to see what would stick. And when she got into karate, she, she went like the whole way. She got her black belt and everything. And I think we were about year one or something like that when they had like a mother's day event. So there's a lot of family members uh, at this place, right? So you see moms and, and their kids and that's a lot of what was there. And so the moms all came out onto the bat that night. And I think that was the time I just, I did it and I didn't stop. I mean, that's freaking awesome. Uh-huh. And also now, you know, self-defense, Kim, like that's exactly. that, right. Like I'm all about that. Like that's so, I hear you. you know, it's really, it, it sticks with you, right? It, it's focus, discipline, non-quitting spirit. It taught the kids that it teaches you that. And um, you're right. I feel like it's, a, it's something that no matter what, I'll always remember, like, if somebody tried to grab me from behind or something, right? it's true. Get out of it. the little <laughs> details you don't think about, but then it comes like as natural what is it called? Memory, something memory. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, like yeah. muscle memory. Thank you. Thank you. That was yeah. arousing. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It also, you know, it also teaches you, um, confidence, right? Right. So little things like, you know, getting in an elevator with a stranger or something like that, or, or walking down the street and you're the only two there, like you look at them, right. And it lets, so you're not a victim, right. If you're so looking true. at confidence. Yeah. I Good love point. this stuff. I would love to do a class, especially for females, 
it in um, real estate or, you know, anything really. It'd be a fun thing to put together, a self-defense class and just teach some basics. You just should. About. Yeah. That's brilliant. I would want to yeah. go. <laughs> yes, we should do it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I think it's that's glad. a very good idea. I think more women need to do that and know how to do that because it's yeah. not talked about enough, I feel like. Right. I mean, and I've heard stories in the past few years about, sadly, uh, real estate agents who me too that are doing showings alone and then yep. yeah and I will say I have never felt um, uncomfortable with anybody who I went to go and I think it's just a matter of how you carry yourself totally yeah, yeah. love those love those pointers <laughs> there great stuff okay this fact I love that you interviewed Oprah that's freaking amazing so share yes. about that experience that is so freaking cool. <laughs> Well, the reason I actually brought that up to you is because I had heard an interview with you and I think someone asked you like, who would be like your dream interview? And you said Oprah and I was like, oh girl, (laughs) I had the opportunity to do that. So during my radio career, she, uh, she had a movie that was out and she came to Philadelphia where it was shot there. And so she did like a round table kind of thing. So it wasn't just she and I one-on-one it was kind of a round table. Maybe there were like five or six different radio personalities there being able to like shoot questions and stuff like that. But she is what I call a room changer. I'm, like I can imagine comes that. in and you're just, you're just like, like her presence, right? <laughs> It's true. It's just, amazing. It, does. it changes the dynamic. Like I feel like everybody's in awe because she's just accomplished so much. She's got know? energy. She's got energy, and she's super warm and welcoming, which makes it even better. Because you know, I think you know you've been around a lot of different people, celebrities, and that kind of stuff too. And and that like if they are cocky or have an attitude, is such a turnoff. It's so true. Could not be more of it. No matter how much you've accomplished, like the more humble you are, the more respected you're going to be long-term. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm a huge believer in that because you can yeah. be a great, like accomplish a lot, but it's, it really is like, don't forget where you came from, you know, no matter what you do. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. About that. Yeah. That's so freaking cool, cool though. Experience. That when you told me that came out, yeah. I was like, that is freaking awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Okay. So we know you grew up in the, um, in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Yeah. Was it Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. It was Philadelphia, right? So yeah, suburbs of Philadelphia, but love I worked it. a okay. lot. A lot and then of my this what I love about you too. So you're a proud member of the LBGTQ community, which I think is amazing. You have a daughter and then you Thank kind you. of like decided to evolve into a new human, which I love and be proud. <laughs> and so, so talk about that experience in the real sure. estate world. Like, I think that's so interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny because today it feels like it's not even a big deal, but I can remember when I was figuring myself out, it was, I was on the radio at the time. And I think that people around me who are on my show could, were seeing my evolution and seeing what was happening. And uh, I didn't want to talk about it on the radio because I had um, an ex-husband and a daughter who was very young. And I was concerned as to like, I was afraid my ex-husband was going to think I was a bad mother or something. This just goes to show you how long ago it was and how right now it's like no big deal, no big deal. Like exactly. oh, about it, I mean, so accepted. Like it's yeah, so true. just look at TikTok. There's all these women that are coming out and finding so lesbian TikTok. Right, it's true though. <laughs> it's so funny. I just feel like it's really no big deal. But I will say this: is that my ex-husband and I like really did a great job of co-parenting my daughter and that um, 
he just never said anything negative about it and was always super supportive. And that, that just meant so much, right? So that went a long way. And then of course, like how I approach it with my daughter, I think also played a role in how she saw it, you know? And so she's like in, in school. And I remember she told me in high school that somebody approached her and said, you know, your mom's a lesbian, right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, my my mom just came out and like, can you talk to me? And, and my daughter was just like, it's no big deal. Right. You know, it might seem like it because it's it's awesome that like she could confide in her though. And that, cause that's, you know, that's not talked about enough either. Right. So fast forward, my daughter did follow me here to Boston. She moved here. She was working for Converse and, um, we, um, I got Coldwell Banker, my company involved in the gay pride parade here. You and, go, um, Kim. That's yes, awesome. <laughs> I DJ'd on our, on our trolley. <laughs> That's another fun fact that we forgot to share that you DJ'd. That is freaking oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> that was an iClub DJ too, for a lot of years. So much fun. But, um, so I, you know, I played the music on there, but to see my daughter, like step off of the trolley with like some of her straight girlfriends, they're all straight they're waving the flag and everything at the pride parade. It's just like one of the most beautiful moments to me. And she's just been amazing. So, so good. And it, and it was fun to be able to get Coldwell Banker um, on board. I think we were one of the first real estate companies to be in the pride parade here in Boston. Yeah. Paving but, the way, uh, Kim. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of real estate, which was kind of your original question, um, you know, I, I am on a couple of different websites that just says, you know, I'm either like gay or I'm an ally or something like that. So I get um, some referrals through that network for somebody who might be looking for an ally or someone who is in the community that can help them. So that's pretty cool. Um, women are notoriously moving in together fast. Right. <laughs> so. Very fast. Yes. That's hilarious that you're bringing that up. That is so true. Right. Yeah. So I make the joke even on my uh, on my Instagram about the U-Hauls and like I'm like, hey, moving in together, I can help with that. Right. It's so true. It's like my lesbian friends move in within like two weeks. I've had friends that have done that. I'm like, we're you know each other for we're two in- weeks. Like, what's happening? <laughs> so funny. But that's a thank you for that laughter because that is so factual. That is so funny. It is. It yeah. is. And that's, that's like what I said, like, I, you gotta be able to like make jokes and, and stuff and, and connect with people because you're going to find your tribe, right. The people it's who are so attracted to you and might want to work with you. But other than that, like my clients are all over the board, you know, in terms of, you know, they're straight, they're gay, they're yeah, everything. It's and so true. But I like, find, I always you know, talk about, which I love that you're so open about it is like, show who you are in all areas. Right. Because like I said, you're going to connect with somebody in that community that wouldn't have known you were a lesbian, right? Like if you're not showcasing who you are, you're missing out on connecting with people that can take you to your next step in any area in your life. You know, like I'm a huge advocate for that. So you go Kim. I I love love it. That's like my motto for today. (laughs) Go Kim. (laughs) So awesome. Okay. So now let's play a quick little game time. So obviously you've interviewed, well, we'll say the, who you want to interview, um, for as the last question. Okay. So what is Kim's favorite food? Pizza or steak. Okay. <laughs> what what you awesome food? So what is on the pizza? Is it cheese pizza? Um, you know what? So I I love um some hot peppers on there. Love hot peppers. That sounds fun. Yeah, definitely. The spicier the better. Yeah. Love that choice. Antarpios, by the way. Boston. I love Santarpios. That isn't that one of the yes. original pizza places or something? 
It, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think yeah. it is. I think it's they one of the originals in that. Yeah. That yes. and Regina's, I think. Right? Yes. Have you seen Regina's so, too? You, yeah, you know, I like Regina's and I knew of it, you know, when I came here and I knew that it was renowned here, right? And I hadn't had it until, I will tell you, I hadn't had Regina's until maybe a year and a half ago. No way. First time I tried it. Yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm waiting in line to get pizza. (laughs) Right. It's like going to Mike's pastries. I'm not waiting in line. No, it's so true. But it's supposedly it's ranked like one of the top pizza places in the country because it's been around for so long. I know it is. It is. I will say it was really good though. But I I became a fan of Santarpio's a couple of years ago. I like Santarpio's. There's this one that I really like. They put the hot peppers on there and I'm like golden. Yeah. Sold. Love that. Okay. Where is your favorite place you ever traveled to? And what's a bucket list place you've never been you want to go? Okay. Favorite place I've ever traveled to will be Hawaii. I've been there probably, yeah, probably like four different times. And uh, Bora Bora is on the the list. That sounds amazing. So it's, yes. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the pictures of, of what that looks like. There's a lot of these like huts that are out in the middle of the water. If you ever look up Bora Bora, you, this is what you'll see first, right? So you'll see these huts that you, oh, it's almost like you have to take a boat out to the place that you're going to stay in that's in the water. Super cool. So right, I think the trip would have to be clear. It's literally all yes. and clear. Like, I want to see some water that is magical. Just, I want to see my feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so the trip would have to go like Boston to California, spend a couple of days, then go to Hawaii, spend a couple of days, then to Bora Bora. Right, because isn't it like, like 30 hours or something? It's like far. <laughs> I don't know if it's that long, but it's definitely yeah. far. So you had to break it up. Oh, yeah. well. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, well is right. That's hilarious. Great choices, though. Hawaii's, I mean, Bora Bora is a little far for me. So you'll have to go, Kim, and then tell me about it. But I, Hawaii's yes, not exactly. mine. So thank you for sharing that Hawaii is a place. Yeah. 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 Okay. Final question. If you could interview somebody you've never met dead or alive, who would you choose and why? God. It could be more than one, right? Cause you, you would love to interview so many different people that you haven't. So I want to, if it's more than one, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> I just said his name. Wait, who? I said, God. Oh God. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> and what I'm not I, even, I'm not even super religious. You what know? a great answer. I'm literally speechless. I don't even know how to respond yeah. to him. Like, because he's created yeah. everything. Right. Yeah. Or she. Right. Or she. Good <laughs> point. Good point. Right. And I'm a female too. I should be empowering that. Hilarious. That's the thing. We don't even know what, what God is. What is God? Is there right. more than one? Is there right. literally though? Yeah. So I'm not super religious, but I'm definitely spiritual and like something created all this. So totally. I believe in that. Yeah. And I always wonder too, like, I'm so, I don't know if this is too deep to talk about right now, but I'm like the afterlife. Like I'm so fascinated by that arena too, too. you know, like, yeah, great great answer. I love that. Like, I feel like I ask it all the time. Nobody said that before. Great answer. (laughs) (laughs) This has been so much fun. Can you share with us again, how to follow you on socials, get in touch and all of that. Yeah, Jackie, thank you so much. It's, it's been amazing. It's fun. And, uh, fun to turn the tables a little it bit. It is. Right? We have fun together, Kim. We'll have to like go out for coffee or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to come see the baby. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, again, to reach me, um, socials, it's, um, bold like her podcast. That's for the podcast and Kim sells Boston. That's my other Instagram and Kim sells is my website. Love it. 
definitely follow him. She's amazing. Um, I also want to ping that she's going to be in my next magazine that's going to be out in the spring summer edition. She's a rising entrepreneur. We nominated. We're so excited about it. So um, be on the lookout for that in the stand this spring. Kim, you're amazing. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene and stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.